Right. Hello. They're outside in, I'm assuming they can hear the, uh, the rain on the tarp roof. Uh, if anybody listens to the podcast while going to sleep, that's, you know, now we've put some white noise in for everybody. I might actually, like, drop off You now. think you might drop off? Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then there'll be no one to challenge me, and I can just make wild assumptions. I don't think you notice. They would. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you talking? Um, right. What are we... when, can I just, can I just say, what, yeah. uh, when I came this morning and it was all rainy, you said you'd been sitting by the fire yeah. and communing with nature yeah. and doing something. Yeah, because I'm weird. Can you talk about what you were doing? I was, re- I was reading the Coyote Guide, the Eight Shields, you know, gospel that it is, um, and uh, doing that thing I always do with that book where I open it, read at most of, you know, a page, and then immediately go, oh, I feel so connected and I must do a thing, and so I was writing down all the fauna, no, flora. all the flora that uh, I could, from memory, that I could think of that as in our woodland, and was sort of mind mapping around it, uh, all the uses that we have for it, not just like what is it traditionally used for. That's and was, what was that doing. because it said it was a nature connection activity that's easier to connect with a plant if you can yeah. associate? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think it. that was kind of the the idea was that you you stop looking at it as like. Uh, I guess it's more classification stops you looking at it and seeing woodland in quotes mm. and starts you seeing it's a bit like if you learn any, you know you learn anything and then you you have that observer bias and you see it everywhere so starting to be like oh now i know that i can make whistles with elder you suddenly spot elder a little bit yeah. more often and yeah. or um thinking about what you can do with ferns makes you look at the different shapes of ferns mm. differently because you go oh actually that would be a perfect example for the mm. for what i know you can do with ferns but mm. actually that one's not a great example and mm. um yeah, it just helped me sort of think and reconnect. And um, it was part of, I think, part of a wider section of the book where they're talking about, like, if you want to be a guide, you you need to have done it first. So there's quite a lot of the book that is like, this is stuff for you to do on your own and maybe never share with anybody. Mm. Um, but it does say, you know, if you want to, you can talk about it on your podcast explicitly. Um, <laughs> But it's saying that like you doing that makes you then connected, which then one gives off a vibe yeah. when you are doing guided things, but also makes you kind of appreciate things more and yeah. you know yeah. it's that thing, isn't it? Of uh, the best investment is in self training and doing all of that and yeah, yeah. so it's quite good. But well, it kind of leads in, I guess, doesn't it? Yeah. So we were we we're talking about. Well, how broad do we want to go? Do we want to go the side effects of being a forest school teacher or do you want to go the side effects of working outdoors or sort of a big bag of Ooh. things we've noticed that have happened? Um, it's a bit of a yeah. side effects may include. If you were selling this life to someone, you'd yeah. go side effects may include yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and these are the kind of things we're going to yeah. talk Differences through. Differences you've noticed about yourself since yeah. doing the job. Well, should we talk about the first one, which is kind of the sparking off one, yeah. which was that... Um, we both uh well it's partly that we can sense it but partly that we share a look now when the pressure drops Mm. when it's going to rain so not when it started raining or when the clouds have moved in or anything else it is just a uh 
I guess it's proprioception yep. of just your body goes, the pressure has changed. Yeah. And we just look at each other and go, tarps up? Yeah, yeah. let's get some tarps up. Yeah. Let, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is a weird... If you had told me um, 10 years ago that that's a thing humans could do, I wouldn't necessarily have believed it. I would have thought like... No, no, no. I bet, I bet it's a subconscious. Like, oh, people can read the clouds better, and they don't realise that they're reading the clouds. But it is genuinely a feeling that comes over your body. I think yeah. of like something's different. Definitely. And they talk about don't they when they when there's um natural disasters like tsunamis or um anything like that that about half an hour before it happens, all the animals run to high ground mm. because they can feel, feel that something's shifting or they mm. it's um. It's an interesting thing. Yeah. 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 And, and even last night, I mean, it kind of is uh, the same issue in that I think as I get to the job, it's becoming completely obsessed by the weather. Yeah. And having the most, like, working out which is the most accurate weather. Oh, weather app, app weather forecast, forecaster. Just, like, so I put, um, as you have as well, put limits on my phone for mm -hmm. how long I'm allowed to use things and what time things switch off. But, um, but the Meta this weather app is just all the time. <laughs> I'm allowed to look at that at two o'clock in the morning, just as, as much as I like. That is like yeah. a fun time thing. Um, but last night, um, I was out in the garden and like taking all the washing down and like waterproofing everything. Yeah. And yeah, I had looked at the forecast, but also I was just like looking at the sky and feeling it and going, yeah. And I said to my other half, it's going to rain, we need to shut the garage door. And he was like, no, no, it's like not forecast till two tomorrow afternoon. And I was like, no, it's two in the morning, it's going to rain. And I was like, no, 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 it's not. I was like, trust me, it is. It is. I was right. Um, yeah. Obsession with weather, obsession with wind speed. Um, yeah, when, yeah, that's so that's kind of a, a separate thing to the pressure thing, isn't it? Yeah. Of, of just being now so obsessed with wind. Well, not maybe obsessed, but like cautious of wind in a way that like you just wouldn't think that you could be as a person. You would just be like, oh, right, it's a bit windy today, is it? Yeah. All right, cool. And I'm like, no, no, it's 17 degree, gu a 17 mile an hour gust, which is actually you're going to feel it very slightly and yeah. you're going to, you know internalised Beaufort scale. And I guess that comes down to also just planning. It's like an essential part yeah. of planning. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So it opens up those little boxes in your head of like, oh, somebody might want to do this. Someone might respond to, if I bring out this resource, yeah. that will work because the weather will be blah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, it, it's similar in a way and dissimilar in a way in that uh, there's, I think there's a very similar sense that you get just doing childcare, particularly group childcare, that you can only really explain, you can only really talk about with other people who do childcare, where you just go, the group is tense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, or you yeah. get, you know, like, there's oh, lots of energy today. Yeah. And it's not that, like, everybody's been running. Yeah. They might have literally been there with you for two minutes, but you, you only, pe yeah. only people, who, I think, in childcare, if you try to explain it to someone else, like if you tried to put a module in teacher training sessions where you went like, and here's how you read the vibe of a class, and here's yeah, how you'd yeah, go, yeah. you can't do it. You just need to be David Attenborough of like, okay, you're holding your shoulders higher, and you are yeah. not, quite, you haven't quite come and put your bag in the in the normal place that you do, and actually you're talking a little bit faster than you know, and and all, yeah. it's kind of like feeds into like something's here. And that's similar to, I think, that rain pressure drop thing. Yeah. It's just that, like, sometimes you just feel it of, like... And I think they tie together in terms of, like, 
um, needing to plan the weather makes is like preemptively like it will be windy and then I go I bet there'll be some high energy so in the morning just like either like stealing yourself or like I need to have some extra food with me today or something that you go x will cause y which means I'm yeah. going to need to be prepared also for this. Moment, completely, and I would extend that to beyond childcare to just working with groups of humans outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, you and I talk quite a lot about like, like if we're walking past each other during a session, we'll go, "Not a story day today." Or, yeah, or, yeah. Do you want to do this? Like more snacks, and we'll yeah. pick up. Yes, you know. So it'll be like picking up on the vibe even with the grown-ups there of like you yeah know. there's a and need you can feel needs yeah, can't you, you can feel needs and you can also feel like when things are safe or not safe so just yeah based on i'm vibe, not happy about this know. i'm not quite sure why it's weird isn't it so some days you would get a certain tool out you do like some knife work and others you're like no i'm not even oh i'm not gonna like the fire today i'm just yeah. going to because the energy of the group is such that something's gonna happen you just get a little spidey sense of mm. not safe yeah. Which is really weird, isn't it? And that sometimes goes... Um, uh, it's not counter to, but I would say we try and be reasonable and like logical whenever we're explaining limits to children or why we're doing something or can't do something today. You know, it's like, oh, we can't get the knives out today because there isn't anyone to watch you. Um, and as we've said before, it's sometimes really hard to say like, oh, I'm not going to light the fire today because... It sounds manipulative if yeah. you're like, I'm not really happy with how you're behaving. Yeah, yeah, but that yeah. isn't, you wouldn't, I wouldn't ever yeah. say that. I think I would say something, I would find something else and be like, yeah. I just don't, we don't need it today or yeah. something, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's interesting because their children's energy does affect it. But then if you put, having to put a limit on it because of the energy, then makes it feel like manipulative yeah, in a yeah. weird way. No. But but there are definitely and times. It's for the benefit of the group as well. Yeah. It's not just for you. Yeah, it's yeah. Not like, oh, I don't want to do that because it's going to be hard work. And I'd say the longer I have been doing the job, the more I've learned to trust that instinct. So in yeah. the early days, especially if I was working by myself and in a school or whatnot, I go. But I've I've planned this activity and I really want them to do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do it anyway, even if I feel the vibe and the energy isn't quite right. Yeah. Just still plow ahead, and then it does just. And nothing bad necessarily happened, but it hasn't felt right, yeah. and it's felt icky, and um, actually it's just better to go another day. It's sort of an element that's undiscussed about it being child-led, yeah. in that it's not just a, like they're interested in um, digging, or diggers, and and that mastery of environment today, and you go, there there's something here that, that means that I need to respond appropriately mm-hmm. in by... Yep. putting this in place or not putting this in place yep. um that again again is possibly something that's difficult to explain even to like school teachers if you're doing a school session and you're like actually i'm gonna scrap this and i'm gonna we're gonna do a longer story today or yep. you know oh could you bring them could you try and herd them back this way because i'd like to do this and they're like mm. well they haven't done anything you're like no but i need to yeah i i'm fi- i can feel yeah. that and i would say the other way round in terms of um feeling a vibe when there's like high energy and a lot yeah. of like boisterous play yeah. that before I did the job I might just immediately have gone oh my gosh this is complete chaos like, yeah. we need to yeah, stop yeah. this we need to stop this and change the activity and now I think I can read better when it's fine yeah. and actually let them carry on mm-hmm. when it's not fine um, yeah I know what you mean better 
you've so, got yeah yeah it's it's almost um it's almost like the shell of the behavior is like loud and lots of movement and something else and it's being able to sort of go like but inside it that's there's no aggression inside this play and there's no um confrontation inside this play it's just loud and energetic and sometimes you look inside and the the core is like this is coming from a place because because he's quite angry or she's she's not Not she's not feeling safe or something um and yeah yeah. it might look on the outside of like yeah Sorry, you were going to say on the outside? Uh, yeah, whereas before, they'd just be like, blanket, kind of. Ooh. It's too calm, much running. Yeah, it's calm, too... calm this down, calm this down, this isn't right. People can't be happy. Actually, they can be. They can be happy and loud and look like a man yeah. at the same time. <laughs> and that's been, I think, the big, one of the biggest changes, isn't it? Is when we go, like, try, we say quite a lot, they're not smiling anymore. Yeah. So, so-and-so yeah. isn't happy. It doesn't yeah. look like they're enjoying that game. And, like, yeah. Or just that's... checking in with them and go, you look. Yeah, cross. that's Are an interesting one. Cross? Yeah. yeah there's one little boy um who his i've i checked in him quite a lot this week because he was here for a whole day and um, because his thing was he just was walking around kicking things kicking trees kicking pots and pans kicking whatever with a very like deep brow yeah and i just a few times i just went like are you are you happy and he was like and immediately as soon as i talked to him like eyebrows came up and he was like yeah, yeah perfectly happy and i was like yeah. Okay, you, you just look, just checking you're all right. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Okay, eyebrows back down, yeah. back to kicking it. You know, serious. Yeah, yeah it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, talking of adults, I think one there's definitely. I mean, you possibly not suffer from this. You experience this in a different way to me, in that like, I've got tattoos on my hands and I've got a sh- almost shaved head, and like the stuff that I wear and being muddy looks very like okay that guy is clearly like do a nutcase but like you know (laughs) works in woodland does some sort of crafty thing it's absolutely fine but you've talked before about picking your daughter up from school as a side effect of being a forest do you want to yeah so um i just pick up from school straight after work which means that i'm wearing dungarees covered in mud and paint and charcoal and sometimes with leftover like charcoal face paint or mud in my hair or whatever um, and I really don't care. Like, and sometimes I will completely and utterly forget. So I'll be in Tesco's with like charcoal, yeah. or driving the car home, and just not, you know. And then people look at you funny, and you completely forget. And then when you remember, like, I have zero. I, yeah. I, mean, I would swear. I would give zero f's about <laughs> my appearance. Whereas, uh, actually, she's got over it a bit now. But my four-year-old daughter, for a bit. Um, all the other kids run out of preschool, hugging their parents. Yay! And she just like look at me, go. <laughs> like throw her bag at me and like look like, really cross like what's the matter she's like I don't like it when you put me up wearing the forest school clothes and just she was really sensitive to the fact that I look like a complete state. Um but she has got over it now and she's she does hug me even if I look disgusting oh, that's so good that's that is good but um but yeah I think that's a really positive thing and I don't know if it I, yeah I don't know if it's like a gender thing as well like I'd say probably since doing this job, I have cared a lot less about my appearance generally, and right. like clothing. But maybe that would have happened anyway due to age, and maybe it's not even a gender thing. I don't know. But definitely compared to when I was teaching, when you think about, okay, what am I wearing today? Like, yeah. Oh no, that's too revealing. That's too skin tight. That's not smart enough. Oh, but I'm doing drama today, and all of those. It's your thoughts. assessment now. This is warm. Exactly. It's warm. It's waterproof, and I, it has enough pockets. That's important. Yeah. Pockets. Um, and so. 
that's really that's been really freeing i think that you can't it's like having a uniform but a uniform that is really pleasurable to wear because it serves its purpose yeah so you have got loads of pockets you've got loads of crap in and it is waterproof and you can move really well you can run in it you can kneel down in it without getting something yeah. all that kind of stuff um and i think that has affected my whole life so even when i'm not at forest school what i wear is different because i've yeah, because I can appreciate what clothes can do in a different way, other than yeah, how I know what you mean. Look, you know, it's how they make you feel and what you can do or not do. In them, so. Well, that's so I always think the the one that always used to jar with me was um, when I was teaching. I mean, it might still be a trend. I don't know. Um, uh, men men's trousers were getting very skinny, yeah. and and in particular, it was quite normal to see teachers, male teachers, in like skinny trousers, skinny like. Um, formal trousers, but like skinny trousers, yeah. um, tucked in shirt, yeah. you know, not a blazer or anything. But I always used to look at skinny jeans and go, there's not a chance that you are bending down. Yeah, there's yeah, not yeah. a chance that you're squatting to talk to children. And so I always used to, I used to struggle teaching because I was like, it was almost like a, a preemptive version of this thing of like, my clothes need to be utilitarian, yeah. where it was like, well, I need to squat down. I need to talk to them yeah. all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird assumption if you go, no, you can't squat in those trousers. Mm. Like, uh, the, the crotches on all of my trousers are ripped yeah. because I'm squatting all the time because yeah. I deeply believe, like, I should get down to where you are. Yeah. You can't get up to me, but yeah. I can get down to you. Yeah. Fine. While I've still got good knees, yeah. let's go for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that sort of utility of, like, needing to wear clothes. Mm. But I think um, one of the side effects for me is that uh, so I always find it interesting how um, the ratio of like male and female forest school teachers and, and I think there are more male forest school teachers than in education in general I think the ratio the, the percentage is higher but still it's not um, thing. and um, you saying about clothes and like uh, I think it's been really beneficial for me outside of work that um, I have to consider my clothing the other way where I have to try and, like I said, I've got a shaved head, I've got mm. tattoos on my hands, and I've got quite a big beard, and I'm aware that like I do childcare. Mm. Like in one set, if I put one hat on, I'm like I'm a bushcraft instructor and I teach wild skills and I do this, and then you go, <coughs> yeah, but there needs to be a three-year-old that meets you for the first time and is comfortable talking to you, yeah. and so you just have to balance. You either have to like counteract it with like, mm. my, my I think as my. I've just gotten older, like I've got older and so my hair's stopped growing and so I have to have mm. whatever, but then I forced myself to be smilier and more approachable yeah. because I go, I have to compensate for the fact that I know I look like this, yeah. so I need to go like, I'm going to be like, yeah. you know, real friendly and be a bit silly and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it has to counteract what I look like yeah. to an extent. And then I think most, I would, I would hope that most parents kind of go, the way Lewis and Gemma look fits with forest school. Yeah. But, you know, it's, well, it's interactions. So, I was going to say, another side effect of doing your job for a long time definitely is about um, confidence in approaching other humans, like, in a way yeah. that is different to... Because you think that just being in education would generally make you more confident in, no. in communicating. I was so scared of parents when I was teaching. Yeah, parents are the scariest things. Yeah. And I can yeah. remember, um, up until fairly, fairly recently, just that... the. I was like, I'm fine talking to the kids. I'm absolutely fine. Yeah. Going up to a child I've never met before in the mud kitchen and just playing with them. And yeah. With them. Um, but like explaining to something to a group of adults or talking to a group of adults would still always give me a little bit of a, oh, I can't. I'm mm. doing this now. And just the more you do it, the, it's just like, oh, yeah, it's 
fine. Well, I think part of that is like we. I would say I've got a deeper knowledge about this, like forest school and, and education, than I think I had about like music when I did my music degree or about teaching when I started teaching. And so we've both said that when we do our CPD courses, our adult training days, like be it if it's the cooking one or the like just general outdoors one, and we both have to like um, intentionally go like, just calm down because we could talk as we do on you know we're making a podcast we could talk in depth passionately about education for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours but no let other people talk well and also like giving it the space to be like like you 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 approach conversations very differently if you're like the objective here is not for you to get across everything that you ever know the objective is to just like connect with another human being um yeah, so that is, I would definitely say um, talking to parents is very different as a forest school teacher than it is um, uh, just as a teacher yeah. or or even just as a, a person. I'm not a confident, I really struggle with like, I don't know about many people, um, I think it's a quite a common thing of people in my generation where like, we don't actually like using the phone as a phone. Mm-hmm. Really hate talking on the phone. Yeah. Oh my god. Really yeah. hate it. And I think it's. I think originally it came down to like it was because I couldn't see any body language, yeah. so I can't read what's happening. And on the phone, it's really hard. But also, as I'm sure you had the experience of like, when I start when I was old enough to start phoning friends, it was like, okay, you have to phone it. It might be their dad that picks up. It might ah, be their mum that picks yeah, up. Yeah. You don't know. You've got to be confident enough to talk to an adult and be like. Hi, it's, Hello, it's, it's Gemma in. I just like talk to Gemma for a minute. <laughs> like, that's a weird thing. Yeah. Do you think it's changed? I think um, the uh, one of the other side effects has been my food. Right. Um. So you have gone through quite a big. I don't know whether it's linked to forest school, but you've gone through quite a big dietary change. Yes. But I would say, um, for me, it's a bit like so similar similarly to. You know, you put on a uh, what is it? Mantle of the expert, where yeah. you pretend until you yeah. until you are good enough. Yeah. I didn't pick up a slug until I was a forest school teacher. Hated them. Really? And then session one, kids found a slug, and yeah. I was like, I have to pick this. In my head, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I have to pick this up now. I have yeah. to be so okay with it yeah. that you. And it got to like, what was it? A month ago, I put a slug on my head yeah. just because I was like, I'm gonna yeah. prove that, that slugs are fine. And um, I'm not an adventurous eater. I'm a very picky eater. Yeah. Um, and being like I'm going to eat some beech leaves I'm going to yeah, yeah. pick a stinging nettle and eat that and I'm going to yeah. and then realising that like actually it's fine like it is fine I can do that and then being like okay if there were I don't know spinach on my plate and I didn't, wasn't really in the mood for spinach just go you've eaten stinging nettles mate yeah, like yeah. you can just eat the spinach just fine. eat the spinach yeah. grab the what is it grab the spinach no grab the nettle yeah grasp the nettle grasp the, grasp nettle. the nettle eat the spinach yeah um, yeah um I think I don't eat meat or dairy anymore, and that's de- yeah definitely linked to forest school. I mean, I'm probably working with you. It's a global and, thing as well. Yeah, like, it's like it, a, it's a just an awareness and appreciation of um, of like the earth as a thing, as <laughs> a resource, know, as a resource, and that you are part of it. I think mm. that was on my uh, my list of. Um, of changes and it does make I don't know if you get this feeling where it sounds like I'm being really like uppity but I'm not it just makes I feel like people who work outside all the time or forest really people 
out noisy people. It makes you feel a little bit like you're a slightly different species, or like at one end of the... Like, like people who work indoors all the time. I think I, I think I know what you're saying and I think there's more segregation not more segregation I think there's more differentiation than that so I think of the people who work outdoors I would say there is a path of like dominion and there's a path of like connection mm. and so if you are a yeah, yeah, yeah. 900 acre um, sweet corn farmer mm. that's dominion you're you are, yes you're outside but it's, you know, the land works for you and it does all this. And then there's people that are like green woodworkers or forest school teachers or some, something where you you can't impose your will completely mm. or you don't impose your will completely. Yeah. Um, Maybe. And I do think that um, that changes how I interact with the world. Yeah, I don't know if it's also where I live, because where I live is very rural as well. That's true, yeah. Um, so I don't know if I was doing this job here and then worked in a town, but that thing you say about noticing a particular tree or plant, mm -hmm. and then once you've learnt about that, then you see more of it, and then that grows and grows and grows. Like, yeah. that with nature, I've probably noticed more about nature in the last three years than I ever have <laughs> in my whole life. It's like, you notice one little bit of it, and you're like, oh my God, look at that. It's just absolutely exponential. Um, and I was reading um, a Robert McFarlane book, The Old Ways, and he talks about a lot of other nature writers. And there's a nature writer that he quotes that says that people who never leave their sort of um, sort of five square miles, mm. for example, like a village, people who never leave that actually experience a greater amount in their lives than people who travel Deep around the world because yeah. they know their patch so well that they notice the tiniest change and they notice absolutely everything in the spectrum of stuff there is in that small island of My, space. um This is very local mm. to us. You know Litchit? No. Litchit Matravers. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my granddad did not leave the borders of Litchit until he was 12. Wow. Like, and Litchit, for people who, are, <laughs> who aren't us, uh, yeah, near Corf Castle Dorset. and Dorset, um, Litchit is maybe three miles. Someone was murdered there. Do you know about that? Yeah. No, Someone but then can I go? On, can I go on to my other bit? So my yeah, my granddad didn't leave Litchit. Was it your granddad that did the murders? It was him who done the murders. <laughs> my granddad's a mental person. This is complete oh, no. tangent. My granddad. Is your um, granddad listening to this? No, he's he's dead. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> he um he buried a load of guns in Litchit. We don't know where. What? So, like, if anybody lives in Litchit and you like dig, he's he, buried some guns. Yeah, yeah. He oh. had a load of guns, and um, my cousin found them, and my gran told him he had to get rid of them. And he just went and but like he just went well I've buried him now, oh and then like gosh. he got really bad Alzheimer's and like we don't know where the guns are. I where the guns are. He is a mental person. Oh he uh, used to. This is a, a massive tension. He at one point we were clearing out his garage, and um, he used to go ferreting. Yeah. And um, we were clearing out his garage, and in the back under a load of boxes we found a crate just labelled ferrets that mm. stank. Mm -hmm. Because he'd just forgotten there were ferrets in there. Oh no! He just like they died. Put yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a, yeah, just had a box of dead ferrets. Oh no! That he just like put them away after some rabbiting, and then obviously early Alzheimer's had gone. Like, Kate, okay, move on. Pa oh, put the boxes no. on top. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, that is a massive yeah. tangent. What were we talking about? Yeah. People not leaving their yeah, people, thing. Yeah, and I think um, yeah, 
just like no noticing stuff, the ability to notice things. Um, and I remember when I hadn't lived here very long and I was working a more normal job and it was springtime and all the wildflowers were out in their hedge banks. Mm -hmm. So around here we've got these big hedge banks and the road's very sunk and low with high banks yep. on one side. Devon is a maze. Yeah, and it's... Um, it's pretty intense and I remember just getting really angry I was just like driving to work and I was like just shut up to nature basically <laughs> yeah get it I just remember I was so stressed I was like late for work I was like yeah I get it can you just shut up yeah shut up there's <laughs> <laughs> like pink and yellow and bright and um, white and yeah yeah I was like I get it just shut up and now I'm like ah. a bit more a bit more kind of chill about um, nature whereas before I kind of was like it's just too much of it. It's too much. You're distracting too me from my it. life. I'm stressed out. I need to go places. I think um, this is this isn't linked in any way. It's just my brain's gone. Here's another side effect. Um, so relationships with other adults and other people, um, and I think it has dramatically changed the relationships that it's just given me the ability. So like, if you think you've got a certain amount of mental space that you can hold, and it's almost like. In my head, I think of it as like each person has got like a little filofax card about them, mm -hmm. and if you overfill it, I start start stuff starts dropping off. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and it, and the same with children. You meet children, you go, I've got an, an amount of knowledge that I can keep in my head about you. It's not yeah. infinite. Yeah. Um, and when I was teaching, if I saw those children either after they'd left my class or if I saw them socially after once you've got past the weird like there's a teacher outside of school yeah. I thought he lived in the cupboard um, then all my brain had about that person was level 4 literacy level yeah, 3 yeah, maths yeah. level 2 science or like yeah. you know just took a real like you can't do capital letters on all your sentences yeah. um, and that was the thing that was in my head when I saw the children and now if I see children that come to the forest school I'm like I have such a mm. deep and wide knowledge about you as a person you know and it makes it sounds really like it's going to make me sound like a um, an evil villain to be like I know what makes you scared mm. I know what I know what you find what you find joy in I know like those things that you're like that's actually what being a mentor I'm going to use mentor not teacher mm. but like being a mentor should be yeah I know you know I need to know that stuff about you because yeah. we're going to have to go on this little journey together and yeah. and hopefully no, I know this because you were giving me eyes to to stop a conversation on Tuesday. Um, those children have a more in detailed understanding of you and I as three dimensional, in, in, in you know, human beings who um, exist in the world than just like that's the teacher. He lives in the cupboard. He really he really likes full stops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To being like, no, no, Lewis doesn't. You know, he's not always here, and sometimes he goes off and does that. And yeah. you know, Lewis and Gemma don't always agree on things, and yeah. like just there's stuff. There's more space to talk and get to know people on both sides, yeah. Sure. And there's more freedom to be a person. Whereas I, fe I definitely felt teaching in a school that I was like, you're a curriculum machine. Mm. Your job is to stand up there and to deliver the curriculum in an engaging way and in a way that speaks to them but to basically go like you don't you don't get a choice in like what's important for them to learn or you can't assess it and go like he's not interested in, in the Egyptians right now mm. you go he's in year three he's gonna be interested yeah. in the Egyptians yeah. just get on with it yeah. kind of vibe yeah um, and the longer I think we, actually do you know what we said before didn't we that um, 
Oh, I'm gonna say a thing now, and if anybody meets me in person, I promise it's not a, I promise it's not a slight on them. Um, but when you meet up at forest school gatherings or at things, it's almost like we need to go through the rigmarole of like, isn't state education yeah, yeah. like not ideal? And we all have to have this conversation of like, oh yeah, when I was teaching, I do this and whatever. And I, was, and I, I was talking to you about it, wasn't I? Because you didn't come to the last gathering. But I definitely felt like afterwards I was going, I had, su- you know, we're there for a few hours and I go, I really wanted to actually connect with people because we had to go through this two, you know, this this first half an hour of like, yeah, well, in my school, they're, they're, they're bringing in books for art and all in my school, they're doing this and that. I'm going to go, yeah, we, we all know, let's move on. Yeah. And I think that's a, uh, a thing about being a forest school teacher, particularly forest school teacher, is that like, I'm so past the conversation of like, do you think, well, we have different views on this. I'm past the idea that we can fix schools. Mm. I think I'm just in an idea of where like, I almost don't want to know what's going in schools Mm. because I want to just be like, I want to be a lighthouse. Mm. That's a shining example rather than a lifeboat Mm. going out to each individual case and going like, maybe we can fix that school. and Maybe we could give those kids half an hour. I just want to go like, nah, burn the whole thing to the ground. (laughs) Burn the whole system. Let's, but you, but you, have said before that you're yeah. you sort of want to fix schools don't yeah, you yeah I do I'm sort of hopeful that it will swing back you want there to be a good state education yeah and I guess I'm not sure that I think a good state education can exist mm. I think yeah. the the word once it becomes a state system this is a separate yes. thing this yes, is a whole a separate, separate podcast and yeah. we can fight each other about yeah um but yeah is there anything else that you had on your list um, you had a little not list not getting ill not getting ill not getting ill it's amazing. You don't agree, I do. I would say yeah. I'm cold. I've got a cold at the moment, and it's probably the first. You know, I've had like two or three colds in the last three years. That's it. I haven't compared to any yeah. other job I've done, and not just. I'm not a particularly ill person. I didn't always. I didn't really ever get colds and things. Um, There's a tree creeper just there. Oh yeah. Just munching up on some. Um, what I would say is that I do think I've got a more uh, a, uh, a more daily connection with my body mm-hmm. in terms of like uh, teaching or well I've only ever done teaching as a job so I can't speak for like office jobs but that you're just like you know you sit at a desk you walk around you don't ever really think about like car my quads as a muscle have been fatigued today but like you really you know if you do a day that's quite heavy in terms of running games you do go like you know oh, it's like it's a hill and you suddenly go jeez my yeah, calves are yeah. burning up coming up that hill or you know you, re- you realize that you do need to be you need to be able in some way or another to be like it's raining and i need to move these tree stumps yeah i'm gonna phys- I, I need to either physically roll them or pick them up or do something that's like i'm aware of all of my body mm. you know yeah that's i think yeah, getting physically tired, that's quite a shock when you first start doing the job. Yeah. yeah. Actually, if you're doing most jobs, the sensation of being physically tired at the end of a day yeah. of work is quite an alien one. And just, yeah, lying on the sofa and be like, I can't actually move. I've been outside all mm. day in the rain. So, and actually, I think that ties into, um, I was listening to, do you know Wim Hof? The ice The ice man. Yes, yes, yes. Da- Danish, I think it's Danish. Um, so basically uh, he's a stuntman but he was talking about he can get anybody to communicate with their um, 
immune system in two days. He was like, I can teach you this thing. And basically he was saying, like, you like, I'm summarizing now a lot of Wim Hof stuff. Because um, he does big seminars, which I would like to go to. Yeah. Um, but he was saying, if you hyperventilate yeah. and then hold your breath, everybody can do about a minute and a half. Yeah. If you push it to two, yeah. then you stop being able to um, think about that electricity bill that's coming up or that your you know that your mum's going to come visit at the weekend and whatever and he said it moves to your reptilian brain where the immune system is and your reptilian brain starts going oxygen now give me the oxygen now and he said once you feel it and he said then you can start to like so so you sort of a few times you force that reptilian brain to come out and then he said once you know where it is then you don't have to hold your breath you can just start to talk to it and go oi you I need to talk to you back there. Wow. And that's a similar thing, I think, to being like physically exhausted is yeah. is that reptilian thing of like sugar. Yeah. You oh, need yeah, glucose. Yeah, yeah. You need yeah. m- muscle. Your muscles are expended. Yeah. Fix them now. Not like... Yeah. And, and, and eating generally, like being cold, oh, yeah. for example. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just like the demands of your body. Um, just even if you're not being particularly active, it's a very cold day the amount that you just need to eat and mm. eat and eat and especially again at the end of a day because you might have been kind of preoccupied with children making sure children eat yeah and then you get home and you're like holy moly just i need to open all of the cupboards and just like shut <laughs> yeah. up in my face. um and you don't get fat doing that no it's great. It's no amazing. Yeah. you just yeah. yeah um yeah my i mean i'm in the gym every almost five five days a week but like my diet is absolute like feast and famine like yeah. get really 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 hungry and then go to the shops and make the worst choices because mm-hmm. i go fat sugar salt fat salt yeah. sugar put it in my body yeah. and then and yeah it's probably going to come back to get me at one point one point or another mm-hmm. but yeah that's good do you want to uh so we have got coming up haven't we this weekend mm. this coming weekend we're doing another generalized forest school uh, training day yeah. and then towards the end do you know the date off the end off the top of your head for at the end of the month we are doing an outdoor cooking one again which uh still has some spaces for so it's a whole oh, go on. the 23rd of june so it is in two weeks time in two weeks time so it's in our woodland and it's a re- so we've put together a recipe book in the past and cooking's become something that we're quite I don't know, passionate's the right word. I really I really enjoy the science of it and going that I understand why this works. And <laughs> so much more than like bunging in the oven at two hundred degrees. Yeah. Um so if anybody well, I just like eat, eating outside. You do? Just yeah. love it. Just love it was it. a very do you know what I did think it was a very uh almost um what's the word? Gendered day the other day at home ed where you made a nice willow basket and I had done the cooking and yeah. put them together like yeah. Male and female team, and we make chips and serve them on a willow woven plate. And we hum with the trees. Um, But yeah, so if anybody does want to come down, really good to see people. Um, And uh, I think there's three spaces left for that one Um, to come and do some cooking, learn how to use pizza oven and the ground oven and rocket stoves and all the kind of gubbins that we've built up over the site over a few years. Um, Is there anything else? that we need to talk about. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, no. Perfect. Okay. We'll leave it there. Cheers, guys. Bye. Bye.